Hey, how you doing? Hey, it's a, a Wednesday, March 10th, 2021. Gotta love Neil deGrasse Tyson. Gotta love him. Um, he, I mean, there's some things I don't like about him, but but he says some great stuff. And one of them today was, uh, he was uh, talking about how um, uh, some states are lifting their, uh, their uh, uh, mask rule. And he goes, if some states are lifting a mask rule and most states are not, that's like designating one section of a swimming pool as the peeing section. <laughs> that is a perfect analogy. Uh, as I was saying, Wednesday, March 10th, 2021, a uh, short day today, but we'll, 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 uh, uh, we'll get through it pretty quickly. PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. Tell your friends to check me out. Google Political Views TV Podcast. I'll show up right at the top of the search. I really appreciate you. I, I, coming back every day, you're awesome. I truly appreciate you. The Arkansas abortion ban we talked about was signed by Arkansas Governor Asa Hutchinson yesterday. The law... One of the country's most restrictive abortion bans is a, a, a measure supporters hope will force the U.S. Supreme Court to revisit Roe v. Wade. The law does not allow any exceptions in situations of rape or incest. Abortion would only be allowed in cases where it is necessary to save the life or preserve the health of the fetus or mother. That's kind of confusing to me. Uh, abortion being allowed to preserve the health of the fetus, but I suppose there could be a twin uh, situation. Uh, the governor didn't even like it, but he signed it anyway, specifically to challenge v- Roe v. Wade. He said, Hutchinson said in a statement, SB 6 is in contradiction of binding precedents of the U.S. Supreme Court, but it is the intent of the legislation to set the stage for the Supreme Court Overturning, overturning current case law. He wants to overturn Roe v. Wade. This is all because of the Republicans shoving, shoving Amy Coney Barrett up our collective asses in, in the weeks after the election when we knew nobody wanted her. Now that I have your attention, let's make the attempt. Let's try to fix the world. Former Georgia governor from 1971 to 1975 and former president Jimmy Carter, both the same, he was also governor, had something to say yesterday about Georgia Republicans. He released a statement condemning the Republican-controlled legislature of his home state of Georgia by attempting to turn back the clock on voting rights. He said, I am disheartened, saddened, and angry Many of the proposed changes are, react- changes are reactions to allegations of fraud for which no evidence was produced, allegations, allegations that were in fact refuted through various audits, recounts, and other measures. The proposed changes appear to be rooted in partisan interests, not in the interest of all Georgia voters. He continued on what elections should be. American democracy, he said, American democracy means every eligible person has the right to vote in an election that is fair, open, and secure. 
It should be flexible enough to meet the electorate's changing needs. As Georgians, we must protect these values. We must not lose the progress we have made. We we must not promote confidence among one segment of the electorate by restricting the participation of others. Our goal always should be to increase, not decrease, voter participation. Bravo, I agree. Uh, Carter's statement came hours after Georgia's Republican-controlled Senate passed uh, uh, by a party-line vote, uh, SB 241. Light day today, like I said, in news, simply because everything is about passing the stimulus package. Uh, This morning, 40 House Republicans voted against right-wing sociopath Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene. You all, we all hate her. We can't stand her. Uh, Her latest motion to adjourn. Yet another sign her party is growing increasingly frustrated and weary with the uh, that Georgia Republicans procedural delay tactics. Representatives have uh, complained that these unexpected votes, which do not appear on the House schedule, have disrupted constituent meetings and congressional hearings and have no purpose other than gumming up the floor. Representative Adam Kissinger, who we talked about yesterday, by the way, uh, he's a green critic, told The Hill last week, I'm just tired of it. We're going, we're doing this every day and there's no point. So I'm just done playing. And I love to hear Republicans when they say stuff like that. Yesterday, Green said she was trying to stop Congress from passing President Biden's $1.9 trillion COVID-19 relief package. The waste of time did nothing. Ten minutes after 2 p.m. Eastern, the Democratic-controlled House passed the bill on a primarily party-line vote with uh, with applause. Uh, one lone Democrat voted against it, along with all Republicans. The package will be sent to Biden's desk later today. Uh, the bill to get us out of the Great Depression in today's dollars would be $789 billion. But then there was only a population of 123 million people. Now there's about 330 million people. So if you adjust that per capita, the value would be over 2.1 trillion, which is more than the proposed amount in this bill, than the amount of this bill. And that doesn't take into consideration that there are more adults than children now compared to 90 years ago, when families normally had nearly twice children per couple on average compared to now. I mean, they... Please. My family had five children. How many, how many people do you know? And that was normal. How many people do you know had five children? That just doesn't happen anymore. People might have two children. Maybe. Maybe. I think, I think the average right now is 2.3 or something. Which isn't enough to keep up the population, by the way. The Senate confirmed... Marsha Fudge as HUD secretary today, and that nearly finishes the cabinet, just a couple more. Uh, Merrick Garland will be sworn in today as attorney general. Uh, He will immediately receive a letter asking him to begin an investigation of pay-to-play for COVID vaccinations by Florida Governor DeSantis, by a representative, a Democratic representative in Florida. With the support of just five Republicans, the House of Representatives last night approved the Protecting the Right to Organize Act, PRO. It could significantly strengthen workers' rights 
to organize in an effort to reverse decades worth of damage inflicted by corporations and their anti-labor, mostly Republican allies in government. The Protecting the Right to Organize, uh, the PRO Act, uh, was applauded by labor unions, economists, and progressive advocacy groups as a historic step toward neutralizing so-called right-to-work laws in states across the nation and bolstering collective bargaining rights reforms that would help boost wages, improve workplace conditions, curb skyrocketing inequality, prevent companies from misclassifying employees as independent contractors, and impose monetary penalties on businesses that violate workers' rights. Now, on um, right-to-work states, I it's a sort of a double-edged sword. I believe there should be a right to work. In other words, I believe I shouldn't be forced to join a union to get a job. But after I get the job, then maybe I can uh, pay the union. But it shouldn't be a requirement to get the job. Um, Of course, now this bill will have to go to the Senate and survive the filibuster. This will give more power to the voices of those who would want to end that filibuster power. I still worry about getting uh, getting rid of it, but I'm with Joe Manchin on bringing back the Mr. Smith Goes to Washington filibuster where Republicans would have to stand up and defend their indefensible actions. A top U.S. admiral has said that Taiwan is in China's military sights, warning of possible military action in the next six years, as well as fears Beijing could overtake America's global leadership role in the coming decades. They're thinking by 2050. I think it's going to be before that. Uh, China is really going to be a problem. Uh, Admiral Philip Davidson, commander of the U.S. Indo-Pacific Command, told a Senate Armed Services Committee hearing yesterday Taiwan is clearly one of their ambitions, and I think the threat is manifest during this decade, in fact, in the next six years. China has not reacted to uh, his claims. However, yesterday, a Chinese foreign ministry, uh, ministry spokesman urged the U.S. to stop arms sales to Taiwan. Zhao Lijian, who we've talked about before, told reporters in Beijing China's position on Taiwan on the Taiwan question is consistent and clear. There is but one China in the world and Taiwan is an inalienable part of China's territory. China views democratic Taiwan as an illegitimate breakaway province. When the civil war in China between the communists and the nationalists ended in 1949 with a former triumphant, uh, the latter, set up a rival government in Taipei. The nationalists set up a rival government in Taipei. Taiwanese President Tsai Tsai Ing-wen won a landslide election last year on the promise of defending the island's democracy and standing up to China. Uh, The Chinese Communist Party has not ruled out the use of force to bring the island under Beijing's control. And we should be greatly concerned about this. I'm serious. We should be greatly concerned about this. We should have ships around Taiwan non-stop. Russia and China has said that they will get together and build a lunar research station. Russia's uh, Roscosmos 
and China's National Space Agency. That, that's the two countries' respective uh, equivalents to NASA. Uh, they announced a preliminary agreement yesterday to jointly develop the research facility known as International Lunar Research Station, or the ILRS. Uh, the heads of the two space agencies signed a memorandum of understanding and uh, ceremony conducted via teleco- uh, teleconference. According to a statement released by China's space agency, the proposed station, which once complete, would be open to use by other countries. It is a comprehensive scientific experiment base with the capability of long-term autonomous operation. Now, they're describing this base. They don't know how they're going to do it. It's either going to be on the lunar surface or it's going to be orbiting the moon, one or the other. So I guess we'll see what they do. I, I think it might be a good idea to orbit the moon for a couple of years, figure it out, then land and build the base. That's probably the best thing to do. And that's it. I told you it was a short one. Thanks for listening. Wednesday, March 10th, 2021. Wednesday, March 10th, 2021. PVTV, Political Views TV podcast. Short one today. Under 14 minutes. I don't think I've done that in six months. (laughs) Wow. I really appreciate you. Thanks for coming. Bring someone along with you tomorrow. Tell them to Google Political Views TV podcast. Tell your friends about it. And tell them to bring somebody along. And if they come, that's great. If not, eh, whatever. And remember, always remember, government profit is measured by the betterment of the people. Don't you ever forget it. I'm Peter Lawrence, reporting from Los Angeles.